Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, good evening, welcome to the Rangers Rabble. Uh, unfortunately, a disappointing defeat for Rangers tonight. Um, obviously, I'm sure everybody probably doesn't want to break the whole game down into a thousand pieces, so we'll just try and kind of do it half by half. First half, Ross, you know, obviously going at half-time, 1-0 up there down to 10 men. We probably really couldn't have asked for much more at that point. By pressing them, we, we pressed high, we got in their faces, we never gave them time. Um, and... I, I don't know, did they go down to 10 men and we, we, we go in at half-time and try and change the thought process to say, right, let's mm. let's play in front of them and bre- wait for our breaks? I don't know what happened. But I know for a fact that in the first half, the wee slight return ball through for their first goal, we'd have been on top of the boy in the middle of the park. How's he got the time and space to be able to play a wee reverse pass through? Barrigan's got himself tied up in knots and the boys the boys had a good finish. I felt as if we just... We just came out like a totally different. We came out like the team that's played the last two games in the second half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody can dispute that. We just, we even just came back to the first half quickly. We did a lot in that first half, which is what I thought we would do, which was to press them high, which was to get in their faces, which was to stop them playing out. And I thought we did that reasonably well for that first thirty-five minutes. JD, what did you think? I agree. I see. I mean, it's funny when we seen Balogun starting. We all knew. We we're going to go for them and do the press on them. It's a bit of a tough, a tough one on Big Hollander because I'd probably say he's been my best defender this season anyway. But uh, I thought the first half was, Morelos was unplayable, and I thought Aribo was fantastic. You're going at half time and one 0 up. They're down to ten men, coasting. You're coasting it. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe we've come out thinking, right, they're down to ten men. Let's just go and get the second and third, and we've been absolutely. We've been outfoxed, basically, haven't we? We've been outsmarted. Yeah, I don't think anybody can argue that. I mean, like it felt like in the first half we'd set up in a manner that stopped them playing and that it helped us get a bit more possession higher up the pitch. And also, we'll just come to the goal quickly. 
obviously Barisic feeds the ball into Kent, probably one of the few times in the game that obviously Kent kind of found that kind of space, but it was a it was a great ball in for Morelos, Ross. An excellent, an excellent cross, mate. Pinpoint right in the danger area, and, and we knew that they were susceptible. We knew that they were susceptible to cross balls, and that we were going to get joy. Um, again, Barisic, they they alluded to it at half time with the with the run to take the defender away and free up the space. I don't think there's been enough of that. Do you know what I mean? I don't think there's enough people busting their ass to make space for others, and it seems to be dead lethargic and dead snail space. Yeah. Um, but it, it was a, a great ball and a great position and you know on the European nights Morelos is your man for a goal do you know what I mean? No no and the thing is like at that point when you get that early goal that was basically what we were all looking for you know you yeah. wanted to get that first goal because of the away goal rule is no longer there the first thing you're thinking is we need to get the first goal then it's back on level terms and it's basically like a kind of 50-50 game at that point because you're thinking Whoever gets that next goal is going to then obviously go forward to the game, potentially dominate the game. Okay, we'll move into the second half. I mean, like you come out at the start of that second half. Personally, I was expecting them maybe to change their shape a little bit, but they didn't. And I don't know if that's maybe caught us off guard because they basically went from a 5-3-2 to a 5-2-2. So they never actually changed anything. And we were actually 3-on-2 against their midfield too, but it certainly didn't feel that way, J.D., they just they, they kind of bypassed us, didn't they? I think they were just they, they've almost went like, you know what? We'll go for back to front and get the big Kovac boy on the ball as best as we can. And do you know what, man? I, I, I had a wee feeling at the start during the first half, although we were playing well, I just thought Tav and Goldson just still I felt dodgy every time. They were, yeah. I just didn't feel right. And at the second half, that I mean I know but ba- ba- I thought Balogun actually started the game well, but he is probably caught napping the first goal, but some I don't know what, what you think about McGregor was slow. I thought he was slow to get down. Is that match sharpness? Is pre-season to play here because it's been so sporadic. People have played, mm. people haven't played. Folk who probably weren't on international duty are probably our worst performers right now. Get guys <laughs> who were on international duty, I think, are being my best performer. You've got Hollander, Morelos is just back in. He's probably my best player in the last two games. We've been and we've been beat. Yeah. So I don't know, the pre-season just didn't feel, although probably the Real Madrid first and second half is masking maybe a few issues, I don't know. And even the Livingston game, we won 3-0. I didn't know what to say to the pod that I was on, but I thought we weren't that good in that game either. So that's yeah. almost set the tone. Yeah, I think sometimes maybe the result like, kind of flatters in terms of the performance. I mean, I think even just going back quickly to a couple of those things, yeah, like it wasn't great against Livingston. Like their two goals at the end maybe made the scoreline look a little bit better than what it was. But it just kind of feels like we've maybe not learned a lesson for the first leg. I mean, the guy Kolak is clearly a very good, he's a powerful striker. He gets his body into good positions. We'll just go over the two goals quickly. I mean, that first goal, did it feel like we shouldn't even be allowing that ball to be fed into the box when you're playing against 10 men? And then is Balogun turned too easy, Ross? For me, that, that's, the, that's the issue, mate. The first half, when it's 11 v 11, we press the life at them and they never go to time. The boy's 25 yards out. He's looked yep. up and then he can play a wee reverse. See, in the first half, we did something right up his ass. So why? Because we've got an extra man or we know working as hard. Yeah. Was that an instruction at half time? And then, as you, as you say, Barrigan's drifting inward because he thinks the boy's going to shoot. And yep. when he plays a wee reverse back, Barrigan turns the long way round like a big mm-hmm. Arctic truck. Yeah. And the boy's put it in, the, bo- the boy's leathered it in the bottom corner. It's a great yeah. finish. Very good striker. But again, for me, 
the telling moment is when the boy gets in the middle of the park and we've not got somebody right up his hook trying to get the trying to get the block in or at least put him off. Yeah. Yeah, like it just felt like it was too easy. You know, like it felt like there was no pressure on the ball. I mean, for instance, in that position, right, if we've got the extra man, there should always be an extra man that's actually helping us. But it felt like in that second half at times they actually had the extra man because like their movement was better. And Generally, their play at times was actually smarter than us, which I think is the most disappointing thing for anybody that was watching that game. We'll go on to the second one. I mean, yet again, like that ball's fed into Kolak. As we were saying prior to the pod starting, the one thing you can't do is allow that guy to then turn into the middle of the penalty box. Have we allowed him to do that, JD? It's a, it's a, it's a dagger to the heart, man. Did it, did, did it come for a throw in? Was it a throw in? I'm not sure. I think it came from. I think it might have been made, to be honest. Aye. A throw in into nothing. And Balogun's turned again and again. The turn and the hit. And you know what it's like for a keeper. You're, he's gone that way. The turn, he's, he's struggling to catch. But I just I don't know, man. I'm not blaming McGregor. But I'm just thinking I, I fully fit 100%. McGregor, who's playing games for a goalkeeper, just play yeah. every game. And I know John McLaughlin's done well for us, but we're chopping and changing the, that position as well. Um, yeah. It probably would have made a difference, but. We never recovered for that. We didn't even look like recovering after that, to be honest. The game was dead, and I think some were saying it, that it killed the crowd a wee bit as well. And oh, massively. Aye, it was just an absolute dagger to the heart. We've built this up all day, and we've all been yeah. sitting at our work waiting hours and hours and hours for this game to start. And the first half was got us to the place where we wanted to be, yeah. and it should have been a matter of continuing that press in that second half, and we didn't. And that's what Ross is saying. Has that been an instruction? He's saying, you know what, guys? Let them have their ball and they can come at us and we'll pick them up in the, the counter. No, I'll just press them. We could have, we could have yeah. pressed the life out of them. Yeah. But... Yeah, and I think, I think the worst thing in terms of the second half is we never really created much after that. You know, like it's not like we upped the intensity that much with a couple of wee half chances. Like, I think it was Golson's header at the back post. Maybe Sakala's deflected shot. There wasn't really a huge amount of chances after that. It did, as you say, feel like that second goal in particular just killed the tie. For all, there's no away goals and it doesn't really change like, how we need to play. It just felt like that was like the dagger, that second goal, and that was what really obviously killed us in the end. Um, we'll just kind of quickly kind of run over. It looks like now we're going to be playing against uh, Kira Almaty or Alashkert. So it's a trip to Kazakhstan or a trip to Armenia. And obviously, it's back to Thursday night football. Is that just like the worst feeling in the world? I mean, obviously, no offence to the Europa League, but clearly that wasn't the competition we were looking to be playing in this year, Ross. No, it's disappointing, mate. As you say, it's it's long trips as well for Thursday yeah. two games, Thursday night, um, which allows the impotence for, uh, for other teams in the league to be able to, to go and put points on the board. And we're doing long-haul flights and trying to get back. And it's not the ideal scenario as we were saying earlier on as well that the next round should have been a, a should have had a good chance as well we should be getting into the groups man and we're just we've just no turned up again two legs three games in a week and we've turned up for 30 minutes yeah it's not good enough not well good yeah enough. I, 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 I listen going to Armenia and Kazakhstan the way we are playing right now oh, no. that is not a fucking gimme we, we, we could be in trouble here as well I know no, and I think that's the scary thing. I think, I think maybe for some people, maybe it's been like an overconfidence thing when, like, we've drawn Malmo. And a lot of people just thought that was fine. We were going to get through. And I think the one thing you realise, I mean, I've been watching Rangers now for like 
35 years. So I've seen most things. I've seen us get knocked out with Lithuanians, with yeah. Swedish teams, with you know, with better quality opposition than we've played tonight. But it just feels like at the moment we're just on a wee spiral at the moment and things just aren't working. And it can sometimes just be one game that can spark you into life. I mean, you just don't know. But it just feels like at the moment, as you say, I mean, I don't know how long it is to Kazakhstan and back. I would imagine it's a fairly long flight there and a fairly long flight back. And if you're doing that on a Thursday night and then you're not back until very early on in the Friday morning and then you're playing again two days later and then, yeah, I don't know, if that's an away trip to Ross County, for instance, you're probably having to leave like Glasgow on the Saturday. So you're basically home for 24 hours and you're away again. And this is now the issue. And the, and the daft thing is that there's already a lot of games on Sundays because every other team that's in Europe is already playing on a Thursday night. So it might mean that our games have to get shifted because if we're playing the same night as Celtic, for instance, if we get drawn out at the same time, then all of those games are going to have to be shifted. So it might mean you maybe need to play on another night and then that screws up all the, the schedules and everything else. So like tonight is just like a massive, a massive blow in so many levels. Um, another question, we... another yeah. question about tonight. Why are we launching balls into the box against a team who are really weak in the air, who concede a lot of goals to set pieces and crosses, and we've got the six foot three striker on the bench? Well, we're I, would... on... I think that's a very valid point, mate, to be honest. I think when you look at how we were trying to play in that last 15-20 minutes, we didn't really have anybody in the box that was going to attack those kind of balls. And when you've got Cedric sitting in the bench, it did kind of feel like he should be the one that should be coming on in that instance, especially if you are chasing the game. Because at that point, you know, even if you lose a third goal, it, it sort of doesn't really matter at that point because you're already 2-1 down anyway. So, I mean, there is, I'm sure like, the, well... I suppose if you look at tomorrow morning's papers, there's going to be a lot of question marks around the future of certain players. There's going to be question marks about maybe the substitutes in that game. But that's what happens after you lose a European tie. I mean, like we see it every other season, whether it's Celtic, it's Hibs, it's Aberdeen, it's ourselves. It's the reality of, you know, of playing football at this level. And like tonight, we get punished thoroughly by what was a very well set up Malmo team. I mean, I would like go as far as to say as I think we've played better teams in the excuse me, in the Europa League than Malmo, but Malmo were set up perfectly and they stopped us doing a lot of good things, especially in the home leg. But in that second half, we just got outsmarted by a manager who hasn't really been doing the job that much longer than Steven Gerrard. So yet again, he's going to come under a bit of criticism for that, but I'm sure he probably knows that after his third defeat in the trot. Right, just to kind of round up, last couple of minutes, is there anything that you can take away from tonight's game in terms of like Morelos, is there a you know, kind of 90 minutes under his belt, it'll get him fresh, or is it a matter of Friday night now, we just kind of rotate it again, or do you just put the same players back in the team again? I would, I would, get, my, I would get my first choice 11 on the park yeah. and get them playing together. There's no... You're going to go and he's going to play down Fernland and you're going to have probably... Wouldn't it surprise me if he gave Robbie McCrory a game to get him fresh? You're going to have Bassey and Patterson back in. Kelly's going to... So when, when do we start getting the continuity? Again, we spoke about it the other day as well. Celtic have spent a bit of money on a player. He's come in at the weekend and scored a hat-trick. We've mm. not spent a penny. We won the league last year and we've not spent a penny. So there's questions all over the club to know. And as you say, see all Malmo were. They were a team who were set up with a game plan, who stayed disciplined and worked hard for each other. The same as Dundee United at the weekend. And that's three yep. games in a week where, although we are the superior team, we're getting... We're, we're not getting, any, we're, we're not even landing a glove on these teams, really. 
No. Do you know it's not as if they're goalies man of the match and they're having worldies and hmm. do you know what I mean? No, look, I don't think anybody can sit here tonight of anybody that's watching this and argue that point. I don't I mean, I'm not one for being hugely critical just because I've watched football for so long and I've seen so many ups and downs over the years and these things happen. So to me, like, I would just move on for the defeat and move on to Friday night. But I know for a lot of people it's not as simple as that. You know, there's going to be a huge inquest. Social media is going to be carnage. And there's going to be a lot of criticism coming towards a lot of players. It's going to up the ante on, like, sort of Camara's contract talks. It'll up yeah. the ante on Golson's contract talks. And that's what happens. Because when you don't get these things done before these games start, the questions will just build and build and build. And I'll come to you, JD. Do you think that makes the decisions now tougher for the players because they're now looking at maybe playing in the Europa League, which is maybe potentially where they don't really want to be? I think for, for the players that we're mentioning, let's be honest, none of them are going to move and get Champions League really hard because they want to go down no. south. So the Europa League or the Champions League down south, it doesn't really matter because if you move to a bottom half club, it's a life-changing move, so I don't think that really matters unless they're ambitious and they want to do an- get another run in Europe. Because if we if we sort it out in the next couple of games, yep. then the Europa League's still something we were happy to play in last year. So I get that, but it still doesn't take the way that last season was a build-up to get back into the Champions League, getting Rangers back into the Champions League, and we failed at the first hurdle. Yeah. This and, yeah. and like you've said, well, we've seen this, we've seen this through the years. Better Rangers <laughs> teams than this. Better Rangers teams than this have failed at the first hurdle. But there's yep. better players. Loudrop's gases doesn't make yep. it any easier, and it doesn't mean that I, you call it a Rangers star, right? But it doesn't mean that you. Can, I don't think they they're, they're not avoid the criticism because of what they done last year. They, they can go away and we'll, for, we'll remember that title forever. But yep. we're in the now, so they've let us down big time, and the fans no, are bouncing at the start of the game as well. Yeah. No, and I think that's that spot on, mate. Look. In the world of Scottish football, when you're a Rangers fan and you're a Celtic fan, you're only one of a result for getting a bit of abuse. And that's how it is. And at the end of the day, the players will know that now, you know, and the manager will hear that tomorrow and he'll hear it for the next few days. Because I think, to be honest with you, like the next big thing for us is probably looking ahead to the European time. That's no disrespect to Northumberland. But like another defeat in Europe and you drop into the Conference League, I mean, I'm not being disrespectful to the Conference League, but I don't really think that's where Rangers would want to be playing if you were to get knocked out against a Kazakhstan or an Armenian team. And that's the thing, like, you've got to stop the rot quickly. You've got to go out and you've got to beat them firmly, and then you've got to get a good result in the Europa League, and then we've got to go to Dingwall, <laughs> which is obviously like a long trip, and then you could potentially have like an away trip to one of those countries, and then you get Celtic on the Sunday. So, I mean, like, it's not like the games are stopping. You know, they're coming thick and fast. They're going to hit us quickly. And that's just something that we need to get on with. So, like, the players need to get back to the training ground. They need to accept the criticism because it's going to come for pretty much every angle possible. Celtic's seen that against Michelin. It's just the nature of the beast up here. And the players just need to get back on track quickly. Ross, what's the big thing for you that we need to do to get back on track? I don't know. There's so much. There's so much missing now. I don't... I've Start again, see last season, we played consistent back four. That was your back four. I mean, they were off it. They all played this year. It seems to be much... I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Um, it's reignited the argument in my house by me and my dad, whether Golton's a diddy or whether he's a world beater. Do you know what I mean? Because this season looks... 
looks yeah. nervous. Every time he's got the ball, he looks nervous. nervous. The crossfield, all last season, I've seen him setting up goals with the crossfield. That's not there. Tab's no. not there. Bomber's not showed up yet. Yep. The one, as JD said earlier on, the, the one guy who's who's been a standout at the back is Drap tonight because he's supposedly slow. But see, Haranda in there. Haranda, for me, his reading of the game, he probably doesn't concede the two goals that Barrigan, because he's ref, naturally ref-fitted on the ref side. So for me, yeah. I think we've got to get our best players in. And I'll tell you one thing, Gerard has got one set of balls on him if he plays a weakened team against Infermin, because if that comes back and bites him in the arse and no, he lose four games, then yeah. he's going to get battered for all angles. No, I mean, and then, yeah, again, let's not be foot repeat myself. You can't argue with that, to be honest. And that's the thing now. I think you've basically just got to put the best of loving out in the pitch for the next two or three games. And whether that gets them back into their mindset of playing 90 minutes with each other regularly. Because we've not really had that so far this season. I mean, we've had, like, obviously, you've had McGregor dropping out of the league games. John McLaughlin's been dropping in. We've obviously tweaked the systems and stuff like that at times. We've kind of tweaked where the players have been. But it feels like maybe we've made a mistake on that because some players just look as though they're a little bit off it. Off it. And tonight, yeah, again, it, it just feels like we were maybe one or two games shy of where we should have been. One or two guys towards the end of that game were, were struggling. And that shouldn't be the case. But, I mean, like, I don't think there's two points going over and over and over and over these things. So we'll obviously have an, a more in-depth chat um, on Thursday whenever you look at the game again and have, have the longer live chat on YouTube and everywhere else. So thanks for joining us tonight, Guy. Um, really appreciate that. Thanks for coming on, Ross, JD. Um, we'll see you all again very soon. Cheers. <laughs>